Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks. I'm your host, Maddie Pollitt, Hodgkin's lymphoma survivor and integrative nutrition health coach for cancer survivors after treatment. Today's guest is Katie Day. Katie is a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma survivor and is one year in remission as of November 19th. Hi, Katie. Welcome to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks. (laughs) Hello. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thank you for coming on and reaching out. Um, you were connected. Was it through Nina? You were listening. Mm-hmm. You listened to someone's episode. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Exactly. Yeah, because it was weird. Because like I found Nina and I found out we had a mutual friend, and then like I was looking at my our friend's Instagram one day, and I was like, that girl looks really familiar. And I was mm-hmm. like, wait, I follow this girl on TikTok, <laughs> and she has the same cancers. It was so weird. Yeah. So that's how I found. Yeah. You. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah, Nina is TikTok famous. I was on her. She is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'm so happy to have you and for you to share your story. And you've been in remission, technically, you said, since November 2020. So mm-hmm. nine months? November to... Right? Uh, yeah, I think so. About yeah, nine months? That seems, not, that seems right. Yeah. Like, exactly nine months as of yesterday, I guess. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Amazing. Well, how are you feeling? I feel good. I mean, just living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I graduated college in 2020 as well. So it was just a okay. lot at once with COVID that is graduating, cancer. Like, it was just a lot of things. So yeah, lots like, of trying change. To process all of that was rough. But now I'm like starting to feel better and do it all good. the time. Trying to stay as normal as possible considering the what we're going through in the world. But <laughs> yeah, right. I know. <laughs> Okay, well, take us back to the beginning. Um, when did you get diagnosed? And kind of like, what was the story leading up to that symptoms? Like, how'd you figure it out? And you had, sorry, non-Hodgkin's. Yeah, non-Hodgkin's. Yeah, the okay. the di- full diagnosis was primary mediastinal large B-cell lymphoma. So basically- okay. a- And what is that like? That means like center of Yeah, chest. so it was in, so I had one tumor, like giant tumor in my chest that was three to five centimeters sorry three to five inches I always do this three to five inches wow yeah that's a big difference it was like that yeah 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 wow anyways yeah the the whole story spiel I guess elevator pitch or whatever (laughs) yeah all the details though we don't want this for elevator (laughs) yeah so October 2019 is when I started to feel symptoms I like it started Mm. with stomach pain actually because so they thought it was like stomach issues for a long time which was weird. Mm-hmm. And I was at school. So I played tennis at um, Gonzaga up in Spokane. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like always working out and like doing all the things. So yeah, like very active. it just didn't really phase me, I guess. I was just kind of like, cause I have a pretty like high, like pain tolerance. So like nothing really phased me in a way. So mm-hmm. like, I was like, Oh, my stomach feels a little weird. Like this is different. And then like, it was yeah. like poking in my stomach and oh. yeah it was super odd and then like I went to we have athletic trainers so I went to like the athletic trainer and then she mm-hmm. had me go see a sports medicine doctor so all the tests they did at first were stomach related so they didn't like think that it was anything related to cancer right so did was, you have chest pain or it was just the stomach oh so exactly. the chest pain didn't happen until later actually so the chest pain didn't happen until like November like a month later which is really weird that is weird. Um, yeah. So um, 
it went from that and I was like I lost a ton of weight too that was another Mm. that was probably the biggest thing I was like I never lose this much weight this quick so I think I Mm. lost like 20 pounds in like a month I'm like that's wow oh my gosh a little odd yeah it was very weird and like I'm like oh my clothes don't fit this is weird (laughs) Mm. so that's a big amount yeah that was the that was the biggest symptom probably for me because like my coach Mm. were like are you eating? Like they thought like I was like, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I literally was like, no, like, I don't know what's going on with me. Like, and then I started, that was in October. And then I started like going on all these, getting all these tests done. And yeah. Mm -hmm. And anyway, so like I went to this sports medicine doctor. Sorry. Every time I tell this story, I talk in circles. So forgive me. (laughs) No, you're fine. It's hard to, it's hard to remember the, all the details. Yeah. Like the like order of everything that happened. Exactly. But this was probably like end of October at this point. And went to this doctor and I just told him everything that was going on. And to be honest, I think they thought I was like going mentally insane. They thought it was all anxiety related. So I was like, I promise you it's not like, it's not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, um, they did like blood work and they couldn't find anything. And then they did, they thought I had like an ulcer. So they did like testing for Mm. that and then everything, but like what I needed which was yeah of course yeah which I'll get to later but um but yeah then they like had me stop playing tennis they had me see a therapist every week because they thought it was like all anxiety related they did not think it was cancer so that's wild what did like your parents think did they um they were just like what is happening like they just were confused honestly they didn't they weren't really there most of the time so like they were just like what what's going on like because I would just always be like in pain all the time like because then the chest pain started to develop I also Mm. had like a bunch of panic attacks which I never had panic attacks Mm. I think it was my body telling me there's something going on for Um, sure yeah yeah, it was nuts and then I went home for Thanksgiving and then it got worse I like had another like panic attack at home where I was like this is really graphic but I was like throwing up as I was having this panic attack and I was like yeah that's so scary yeah yeah what is happening and then I um like would go with friends places like loud bars or something and I Mm -hmm. could not speak because my voice was like so hoarse because I found out later the tumor was pressing on my esophagus which is why I couldn't like project my my voice in loud environments yeah yeah so that was a huge thing I was like why can't I not sick like I don't feel like I have a sore throat I just like couldn't that's crazy talk it was so odd and I had this like weird cough When I'd lay down flat, I would always cough. Um, so I always had to lay on my sides. I had a lot of, like, when I went back to school and I continued to have the pain, just, like, finished out the semester. I had a lot of mm. upper body – upper body pain was a big thing, too. And I had a lot of, like, pinched nerves in my neck and, like, yeah, my body was, like, yeah. out on me. Yeah, you had heartburn, lots of symptoms. Yeah, heartburn and, like, just the most random things. And then – and they thought it was acid reflux, too, for a while. So that was, that was cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> classic. Did they and ever then, figure out – did they ever figure out why the stomach was hurting? Like, what that was from? That's an excellent question. I really have no idea. Maybe, like, my body was just trying to tell me, like, wake yeah, up. Yeah, I feel like your body. Wrong. I think my body was mm-hmm. just, like – because with all the pain, like, hello. they were like, something's going on here. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I went home for winter break, and I tried to go to another doctor, except before I went to, because I was going to Mexico with my family, and mm-hmm. I tried to go to another doctor, um, and I went to, like, the orthopedic, because I didn't have a doctor at that point, because it was, I only had a pediatrician at home, and I was like, but a pediatrician anymore. Um, yeah. so I just went to the urgent care, and I told him all the things that were happening, and he's like, and oh my gosh, this guy, he was <laughs> 
He's like, you probably just bruised a chest muscle from working out too much. Take this antibiotics. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what did antibiotics have to do with I don't know. They, they thought I would like, because I have my chest pain. So they thought it was like, I don't know. They thought it would like take down the inflammation. And then I took that all in Mexico. Obviously that didn't work. Then I yeah. came back and I'm like, okay. I needed to go to another doctor. And then I went to my yeah. gynecologist and I was like telling her all the things. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I need someone to look at me in more detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she gave me like a doctor to go to. Went to that doctor like after New Year's, I think, of 2020. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 2020. And then I. Um, 2020 then, was rough. 2020 was a time. And then I went to this like after new year's or something went to this doctor and they like did like the blood work ekg chest x-ray just mm. all i needed in the end but um yep. and then like yeah blood work she's like because they actually so i found out later that the doctor in spokane didn't test everything he didn't mm. test everything that i needed and i'm like this right so a lot of the times they don't yeah and like this this doctor like tested everything like under the sun like she did all oh, the tests um so she's like oh like your red blood cells look like everything she's like oh everything looks a little funky but it's nothing to be too concerned about let's just give you Mm. a chest x-ray and just check all the boxes off and I'm like oh Mm. boy and then I went to get the chest x-ray the day later and then literally two hours later I got a call saying like the call the call yeah (laughs) it was like is your mom there and I'm like I was in the car with her and I was like oh Oh. we we weren't even home we were just like heading to her friend's house and we were like, yeah, she's here. I put on speaker. And then she's like, yeah. Th- so your x-ray came back and there's a there's a large mass in your chest, Katie. And I was like, well, I didn't even know what mass oh my meant. Gosh. I, mean, like, I didn't even right. know what mass meant. I was like, Mm-mm. what? And she's like, yeah, it's 99.9% cancerous. And I'm like, what? Like, oh my God. so odd. And like, I remember like, I started bawling and literally the first thing I'm out of my mouth, I was like, I knew there was something wrong with me. I was like screaming at my mom. I was like, I knew. Yeah, that you were so frustrated. I was so mad. I was like, it took three months to find this. Three mm-hmm. months. So it just goes to show you have to be an for your own health because no one knows yes. but you how you're feeling. Because I literally had to like fight to get answers. Like force. Yeah. Yeah. It was Crazy. insane. I don't even know where I was. Oh, yeah. And then I went and got a CT scan that night. Like, look, because I was like, I need, because they're like, we need to get you a CT scan right away. Like, this, I think this is growing pretty quickly. And then, so, when I got that, and that was the first of, like, the 10,000 pokes I was about to get. (laughs) Right. Like, six months, (laughs) I'm like, oh, here we go. Did the contrast CT, and then got those results back, like, a couple days later, I think. Uh, I can't get Mm -hmm. track anymore. And they're like, we think this is a type of lymphoma. We need to get you a biopsy. And then mm. got the biopsy like a week later. But um, the worst was waiting for the biopsy because they take forever to give you those results. Oh, back. really? For me, it took like a week. Wow. I, I got them like, right. I like woke up from surgery and they were like, you have cancer. <laughs> oh, well, they knew. I think they knew it was a kind of, they just didn't know like what kind it was yet. Right. The type, like, it's yeah. a type of lymphoma we don't know. Yeah. Got it. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, right. Yeah, it was so weird. I remember, I, like, because they took it because I didn't. I was just like, they put me on so many like drugs to like drugs, make yeah, me chill because I was just freaking yeah. out and like I was like, can I see it? <laughs> I remember <laughs> saying that, it? yeah, and they're like, uh, sure. <laughs> they were like, so what confused. Is it, like, it, it was like, like a little. It looked. This is really weird, but it looked like a little like sperm kind of <laughs> like it was so like really? it's a little string because they just took a little piece. 
Interesting. Isn't that odd. Weird. Yeah. yeah, that is very odd. Yeah, I don't remember remembering all these things I totally forgot about. <laughs> Anyways, and then all I can do is joke about it. So in a week. Yeah, I mean, you have yeah. to laugh about it, right? Yeah, and then like a week later, <laughs> they were like, yeah, you have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, you need to like start chemo like right away and all this stuff. And then like I found my gyne- my same oncologist. And, yeah. um, and then he was like, he's great. He was like saying like, like the, it was crazy. The first thing that he thought about was like, making sure that I was going to be able to have kids someday. He's like, we, let's mm-hmm. take you to a fertility doctor first and then we'll go from there, which is like really cool. But, yeah. um, and uh, yeah, I'm good with that. But, um, good. Uh, do you like, I, did you freeze your eggs? Or? No, I did it. So I took, um, this, like they put me on, cause I was never on birth control. So, cause she was basically like, we, you're going to have to start treatment like right away. I don't think we have time to freeze your eggs. And I was like, okay. But she said like, you should be okay. Like after treatment, but basically yeah. she put me on this birth control that like it dormanted my eggs in a way. So I didn't have my period the oh. whole time I was in treatment. Okay. It was like really, I hated it. It was super like intense birth control and I just didn't oh, like really? it. But yeah. yeah, it's a lot of side effects, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I went off for like right after I finished, but um, yeah. Yeah. So okay, so you that. Have to, yeah, yeah, but I think I'm gonna because they've been testing my blood since I finished, and they said, mm-hmm. "Oh, like you're fertile again, which is good. Like I'm getting my period consistently, like on time, yeah, all the things." But I think I'm gonna wait till I get back from when I move, which I'll go to right, later, I guess. But yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. So they she said, "Oh, you should be okay." So I think I'm gonna do the re- retrieval next year. Yeah. Did you do? It? Oh. No, I didn't no. do it. Um, no. My oncologist said I would most likely be fine. Like, he wasn't yeah. worried about it at all. So I'm not worried about it and until I need to be, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my oncologist said I should be fine unless for some weird reason I get I get de- like yeah. back. Then it's going to – then I – Exactly. Fertile, so. I think that's the big thing, too. Like, if it is smart to do in the beginning because, God forbid, the chemo doesn't work or it comes back and you have to do more chemo or, like, yeah. some, you know, I think the dose – my oncologist was very, um, like, positive that it was yeah. going to work when it, it did. Great. So, thankfully, but, yeah, I think the dose that originally you get maybe is okay. Yeah, I um, guess. I guess then they give you even stronger stuff to, like, try to kill it more. I don't know why it's more – yeah dangerous than yeah I don't know me either I, I don't understand I'm trusting him <laughs> anywho back to this so and then he's yeah because he's basically like we need to start you right away it's like a very aggressive moving like tumor we need to like get it going right so then mm-hmm. I'm like a week later I immediately went to the hospital so my treatment plan was um I did our epoch is the treatment and it was um yeah I don't remember all the drug names were toxin was in there I don't remember the others <laughs> psychopathic yeah whatever. I don't know I just know ABVD yeah I don't, I don't know. know um adriamycin <laughs> there's such long names I'm like why did yeah. you make it so complicated anyways um so yeah I was on chemo basically 24 hour 24 7 for five days so I was constantly connected to it wow it really yeah so I like they oh my god I got to the hospital they like they had me like go to bed. I was like, All right, I'm in like a jail cell. Like I was like, what the heck? I wasn't in a jail cell, but I felt yeah. like I was in prison. Yeah. All the things. Like there's poking prod in me. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I they like had me sleep and then I put the pick line in the next day or whatever. And then oh gosh, what did they do? And then they like started me up. The reason they um so it the cycle was a twenty four hour bag 
Well, sorry. Yeah. First, they start out with this like one drug that they have to do in by itself, the Rituxan one. I don't. Yeah, they have to like do it by itself. I don't know why. Okay. It's like a something for the immune system. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what anything hmm, means. But they have to do that one by itself, and they have to do this other one called cyclophosphamide by the by itself. But the other drugs were all blended together in like one big bag, like a twenty four hour okay. bag. But anyways. Yeah, so they did, like, the one, and they do, like, the 24-7, 24-hour one, get that all done, and then, like, the next the next 24 hours, whatever the bag runs out, they immediately switched me to another one. So I was always on it. Um, wow. Yeah, so that For five days at a time. Mm-hmm, and it was six rounds, mm-hmm. so I'd have, like, it was every other week. So I'd have, like, a week. Why was it, why was it 24 hours? Like, I was think yours- it's just, like, my tumor was just so aggressive moving like they just had to have me they just wanted to give me like the strongest chemo they could just kill it all I think yeah because like everyone that's wild it's crazy because I've talked to other people that I've met that like have had the same same cancer as me and same exact yeah it's not like that I know yeah oh it was the same same exact thing yeah it's crazy, mm. but I'm actually, It's weird how it's different for so many I people. Know, but I was, like, super lucky, actually. So the last five rounds I had of treatment, I was an outpatient. So I took a bag of chemo home with me mm. every night for five nights. That's so wild. It's like, insane. And, like, a, literally a how did bag you... of it. And they had... It was, like, a... It literally was, like, a fanny pack, but it had a bag of chemo in it. Like, it was, like... That's so weird. I literally carried wow. out a purse. Like, it was so odd. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. And Did you have a port? I had a pick line. Or Okay. Yeah, because they said they couldn't give me a port because my tumor was so close to my heart. It would just, like, complicate things. Like, it's, oh, it was, like, literally, okay. like, yeah. They're like, we should just give you a pick it line. It was everywhere. To be, to be safe. Yeah, it was just that whole yeah. giant area. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was that. So- and how long was that? Like six. So months? January to 2020 to May 2020. So I had like three rounds before COVID, three rounds during. And what was that like? Like going from before to, <laughs> it was, to after? It was honestly like or during. Well, for me, it, I kind of liked it being there during COVID because my parents weren't in there like constantly bugging me. <laughs> I kind of yeah. like. No, a lot of people say. I kind of like being by myself like, in a way. Yeah, I've got to chill. People say and, that. Yeah, and it, mm-hmm. and the mask thing didn't bother me because I already had to wear a mask, you know, because I was mm-hmm. so immunocompromised. Right. Yeah, so it didn't really bother me that much until when I was. Yeah. And now it bothers me now because I can actually do things. Now it bothers me. Right. But like <laughs> when I was in treatment, I was yeah. like, ah, everyone's in the same boat. I don't really care. So. Yeah. Totally. Like, uh-huh. That's actually really true. It's yeah. like, oh, uh-huh, now you know how I feel. <laughs> no, now yeah, you don't I have a grad. I wasn't gonna have a graduation. Now you don't have a graduation. <laughs> Yeah, I know, that sounds so it's mean, true. but it was—that's what I felt the whole time. I was like, oh, "No, I didn't miss out on I anything. This is great." Yeah, I mean that really sucked. It was like it felt like, you know, timeline. Like my timeline was different than everyone else's, mm-hmm. and and yours was like stayed not the same, but like you know, Relatively it just didn't feel like. Same, yeah, it probably didn't feel like people were graduating and then going into jobs yeah. and like, you know, which is. A really hard would be a really hard time for you to be like isolated and not doing right. that and watching you know yeah for sure um so it's kind of nice <laughs> for you it's a win yeah um did you graduate on time yeah I had my I was diagnosed at 24 oh you so were was, after like, already working and, oh wow. yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah um yeah so I was already working and like I was living in Austin okay and, 
and all that. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, so yeah, I, I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you were done, what was like, were, and did you have to do radiation or just, so um, chemo? I was really close to having to do it. So that's the scan thing I was telling you about. Cause, um, Oh, well, yeah. I got like my first PET scan after treatment the end of that month of May. And I thought okay. they, and they kind of like gave me, like kept my hopes. Like, oh, like you most likely will be in remission. Like you most likely should be fine. And I was yeah. like, okay. So I was just like, yay. And then yeah. got the results back and I was there and I wasn't like, they're like, oh, we still see signs of disease mm. there. Like we may have, you may have to get radiation, like blah, 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 blah. And they wanted to give me this radiation, this radiation where like, it was called proton radiation where I'd have to go up to Seattle. Cause that's the, they don't do it in Oregon. So I'd have to live in Seattle for oh, a month wow. to get this radiation. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So that's crazy. That was nuts. So almost had to do that, but wow. I got lucky and I didn't. But anyways, yeah. And I had like, but they're like, let's just keep a watch on it. Let's get you another scan in like a month and just see what's going on there. Because yeah. he's like, oh, you feel fine. Let's just wait it out a little bit. Um, yeah. Because I felt totally fine. That's why I was mad. I was like, I feel fine. Why do I have to get this? But, right. Um, That's the most frustrating. Yeah. yeah. Then it got better. The next scan, which was like crazy. Oh, like it's actually oh. getting better. And then I got, let's just, they're like, let's just wait it out because you're not technically in full remission yet. Just wait it out mm-hmm. another month. So then I got a third scan in November. So I think it was like May, and then, August, and then November. So, and it was clear. November. Yeah, November that he's like, yeah, you're you're good. That's interesting. Yeah, and then I got a, no, I think I got another scan. No, oh, I got a CT scan like um, a couple months ago, and mm-hmm. it came back totally fine. He's like, I think we're just gonna stop doing scans on you now because it's just bad for you getting all this radiation. So now every time I go in for a yeah. it's just gonna be blood work. And he's like, if you feel symptoms, yeah. we'll give you scans. But since you're not feeling anything, like you're good and I was mm-hmm. like whoa like I literally have a my next appointments on the 31st so yeah. no scan I'm like this is weird going in and not getting a scan but just right yeah. so that's yeah that. it's weird once they start um getting farther and farther apart it's so odd. like are you sure yeah I'm like are you sure I'm okay I do you still get yeah. scans ever <laughs> Um, I do now every nine months. Nine months, okay. So it went from sit every six months, and now nine months, and then at the nine month one, if it's fine, which hopefully it will be, it'll be once a year. Gotcha. Yeah, the the my doctors are very like they're about scans, which I'm okay with, I guess. But yeah. it is like a lot of radiation. Yeah, so. I don't know. I think <laughs> Every doctor's like, so different. Dating. He's like, I don't want to get out. But yeah, yeah. But my parents like get her scans because they're like. What if you never know? <laughs> I know, I know. It's like so. it's scary, but I was yeah, yeah. But I don't get anxiety as often because I don't get as many scans. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like blood work doesn't scare me as much for some reason. I know, not it doesn't scare me either. Even though we have, like, I don't get as nervous. nervous. It's so weird, but I know, right? <laughs> it's just weird that like lymphoma is a blood cancer, but it's a tumor at the same time. It's so it's weird. So yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Because um, did you like? I don't get did it. You have like multiple tumors, like small. No, I had a big mass in my chest also. But it was Hodgkin's. It was Hodgkin's. Yeah. Whoa, weird. I don't know how they yeah. like. Oh, it's the cells. I think right. Isn't it like different cells? I mean, like Hodgkin's versus. Non-Hodgkin's. I have no idea. Like I Hodgkin's versus not. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, I always wondered that. No clue. Like, I get so confused. Yeah. People always ask me, like, what's it's, the difference? I'm like, I couldn't tell you. Me too. I'm like, I literally have no idea. 
<laughs> all I know it was cancer of the lymph nodes. That's, that's yeah, all I'm I like, got. It was in my chest. That's that's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and how after was like everything like recovering? Also, probably in like when you got the scan, that was like, oh, you're not all the way clear. In between that and then the next one was probably very. Oh yeah, I was like yeah, and then the fact that it was. I mean, I guess the fact that it was getting better was good. But yeah, I was just like, yeah, I feel fine. Like, why am I not in remission? Yeah, like, I don't understand. Yeah. So like, it's just, yeah, it's just a lot of like waiting. The waiting is, the waiting game is hard. That's like the worst. The waiting is really hard. Yeah. yeah. Did you struggle with anything like anxiety after or anything like that? And then also, did you look for like a support group or how were you like? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I so the support group thing, it's funny. So mm-hmm. like. I talked to my social worker was like, I feel like I need to connect with people in some way. Um, yeah. And she like, sat, like put me in touch with a support group. And then I went to like two sessions, but everybody was in their thirties. Like nobody was my age. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Have kids or yeah. like, or like 40, you know, like it's cause young adults, it's like yeah. a big age gap, which is right. like, I feel like it should be like spread out a little bit, but so yeah, yeah, that made it kind of hard, but I met a lot of people through social media actually, which is insane. Mm. Social media has been like mm-hmm. blessing, which is weird because I don't even like it that much. But <laughs> it's true though. The cancer community on social media though is different. Exactly. It's like very supportive. Mm-hmm. Everyone's open to talking. Yeah. Um, who did you connect with? Anyone? Oh, I can I'll put you in contact with her. She probably would love to come on this. Her name is uh Cam Shock is her name, and she's actually mm. a YouTuber. Um yeah. Oh, nice. So she like followed me on Instagram one day and um I was like, wait, who's this? And then I like I like didn't register it and then I like went on Facebook or something and I saw this GoFundMe and I was like, wait, this girl followed me on Instagram. And then I like scrolled, I was like, oh. wait a second. She is friends with this other girl I know. And then I reached out to her and all that stuff. That's so and funny. Then, yeah, she literally lives like forty minutes away from me. So it's insane. Like oh, she really? lives like right. And she lives in like Vancouver, Washington, which not that far. Um, uh-huh. so it's just crazy. Such a yeah. small. That's little... great that you were able to like connect with yeah. people. And then and like, and then did it help? Oh, totally. And then we like had she was diagnosed pretty much right after I finished treatment, like in July okay. of 2020, I think something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then she ended up finding a bunch of people, and then like we created like a group chat, like of all these Hodgkins, oh, non-Hodgkins so nice. people. That are like, yeah, literally (laughs) some leukemia people in there. Um, But yeah, it was insane. Mm -hmm. And then that's how we like. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. And then one other girl, she went to University of Portland and is like, literally lives here now. So it's just crazy. Just small world of all these lymphoma people. But yeah, she had most of them cancer world. Yeah. Most of them had Hodgkin's lymphoma because I think it's more common, but. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, it was like 90%. Oh, that's good. You were able to like, did that help, you know, afterwards? Oh, totally. It's nice because they're only people that understand, you know, like no one will ever understand except people that have actually Mm -hmm. gone through it. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. 100%. Yeah. No matter how hard they try, like they will never understand. So yeah, pretty nice. For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a very different type of like now our brains work very differently. <laughs> oh, totally. And just different like outlooks on life, perspectives, goals. Yeah. All of the yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. And did you, and you're playing tennis again, right? Yeah. So <laughs> that was another one of my uh, big um, 
cancer things. I'm like, you know what? I'll just do it. So yeah, I was like in a quarter life crisis, I guess, like in January of 2021. Mm-hmm. And cause I was like, just got tested positive for COVID because of my dumb brother who went to a new year's um, party. And I was like, are you kidding bummer. me? Bummer. Oh no. Anyway. So I were was you, like, in a, how, were you really sick or weirdly okay? enough? Not really which oh, is good. very odd yeah so this is before That's vaccines great. came out and all that um yeah this I wasn't vaccinated or anything yet but um yeah so I just the smell thing was weird like I still can't smell that well and it's been it's been like, so weird time, but, like I can smell Everyone but like says that. it's just very yeah. odd but the taste thing I was fine like I never lost taste like I was just super tired all the time and had a headache mm-hmm. and that was it but yeah, mm-hmm. but it was annoying because I tested negative first. Because right, my brother tested positive. I was like, I'm going to go get a test. Tested negative. So I went to my grandma's to go there because I didn't want to be around with him because my sister tested oh, positive. No. Yeah. And oh my gosh. And then literally like the last day where you get symptoms where you're like not getting it from that person, mm-hmm. I started getting symptoms. Like literally like day 13 or 14. It was insane. Oh my gosh. Yeah crazy I was like oh, are you kidding me and I was hardly That's even so around weird. him this is so odd like oh so frustrating yeah it's the weirdest so, thing ever the weirdest so weird. thing ever yeah and then yeah I just quarantined for 10 days and I've been fine ever since mm-hmm. and then I got vaccinated literally a month later so it was like well yeah did you ever get yeah. it or have you ever gotten it no thankfully I Whoa. did not dang yeah. look at you I know baller <laughs> I don't know, but um, I had quite a few scares, but no, I haven't gotten it. Thank goodness. And now I'm vaccinated. So hopefully it's going to help. (laughs) I heard like, I guess we can talk about whatever, but um, the boosters thing, have you heard about that? I have. Yeah. For like immunocompromised people. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like I talked Um, to my doctor and he said, since I've had like this certain type of chemo that like I'm eligible to still get it mm. but then that's not, but it's confusing me because then like a thing came out today saying you should wait and then I'm like okay like oh, what yeah so I don't know mm. yeah odd. I wasn't planning on getting it unless my doctor said something but I just yeah I had just had an appointment on Tuesday and yeah I might just wait my appointment on the 31st yeah. and just Let's see check again but yeah super weird yeah it's very weird, but okay. So you have a quarter anyways, life crisis. <laughs> yes, my quarter <laughs> life crisis. Anyways, the stupid COVID, and I was like, I can't find a job. No one's hiring. Blah blah blah. And then I remembered one of my old teammates from college did this program abroad in uh, England, and I was like, mm. I'm gonna call her. Like, I'm just gonna call her right now. And then I just called yeah. her, and I was like, just tell me about what you did. Like, tell me about your program. I just want to hear it all. And she told me the whole rundown, good things, bad things, all, all the things. Um, Mm -hmm. And she, and I was like, should I just apply? Like, and just see, and she's like, just apply. Like, what do you have to lose? Like, yeah. And it was through like this application portal that like, um, where former student athletes who like still want to continue their studies like abroad and like play their sport and like all their stuff in there. And then they send you out to other schools in the UK. Basically, mm. I, like, put all my stuff in there and then applied, and then they reached out to me, and then she also reached out to the school she went to, so I'm actually going mm-hmm. to the school that she also went to. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, so I'm super excited, and yeah. And That's then it, so exciting. I'm so excited. I'm like, I need to 
get a break from the world for a bit. Yeah. Like just, oh my gosh. Something great. for myself and Absolutely, yeah, all yeah. that. And then Ooh, and you yeah. and you leave in September for or like in a few weeks? Yeah, I leave September eighth. So wow, I'm still waiting so on my cool. visa to come back. It's like please come back. <laughs> They're taking forever. I still don't have I applied for my passport in March, I think, and I still don't have it. Oh, do you not have a passport? Or is it like an expired? No. You've never had a passport? It was no, no, I tried to get a new one. Oh, a one. new one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I tried to get a new one, and it's so backed up, but maybe visas are better, because my friend, I told you, just went to London, yeah. and she got hers. The last notification I got was like, oh, your visa's in route, like, and I'm like, well. Oh, amazing. But, like, I'm still waiting for it to show up at my door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll come. Yes. It's fall. been, like, a couple weeks since I've sent it, so hopefully. That's person. really exciting. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I'll be playing tennis and name my master's in marketing, and yeah. That's awesome. So, be there Yay! Year. So you're yeah. feeling good. I'm feeling good. I mean, I think. <laughs> I think I feel good. <laughs> yeah. No, if you do, then that's amazing. And Thank you. I always like to ask, too, so if you have, like, one to two pieces of advice for someone just recently diagnosed, what would they be? Oh, geez. Um... I would say just be positive as positive as you can for the first mm. number one, just cause like, it's going to be really hard. Like you're going to have hard days, but like being positive is like what helps you through it. For me, mm-hmm. it helps me a lot. And like, um, just finding ways to like distract yourself from what's going on helps like totally talking to friends like facetiming I don't know watching tv like a certain show you like um I went through so many shows um yeah <laughs> I don't know if you like reading read a book like just don't <clears throat> just distract yourself from what's going on like don't like sit in it you know what I mean like mm-hmm. don't don't just yeah. sit in the fact that you have chemo running through you like actually like go and do something that you enjoy that makes you happy because it's the most important mm-hmm. thing. So, so that would be the first piece of advice. And then the second piece of Love advice that. is just like lean on the people around you. Cause like, just, yeah. because they, I mean, yeah, they'll probably never understand what you're going through, but like, just they'll be there for you. Like, as long as you like reach out, you just like, you need to like have people around you to support you. You can't just like do it alone. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was the biggest thing. So true. Like, you cannot do it alone. Like it, as, how hard or how hard you try you won't be able to because like one of my biggest things is like I hate when people like have to like help me like I, I hate when I'm like mm. helpless that's one of my I'm like I hate this like when I'd be like throwing up and like my or like that kind of stuff I'd be like oh my gosh mm-hmm. I need help I just hate asking for help I hate it got it okay um so that was really hard for me to get through I was like and I literally would be at the point where I like had no white blood cells and I was just laying on the couch and I literally could not like walk. I was like, I need yeah. a bucket to throw up in because I cannot walk to the toilet. Like it was crazy. Yeah. Like, you get to those points and you're like, oh boy. Um, so yeah, just like lean on the people around you and find your support system no matter what it is. And yeah. Yes. Love that. Those are great pieces of advice. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. Yeah. So, I'm so happy you're feeling good. And I'm so excited Thank for you. you for England and everything. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. It'll be it'll be an adventure for sure. <laughs> it will be an adventure, as you should. Um, and if people want to like reach out to you, find you. Oh yeah. May on Instagram uh, or what's the best way? Can. So Amazing. my Instagram is underscore K A T I E D A Y. And Amazing. 
I don't know if I have anything else that's cool. <laughs> my other socials. Instagram's are, perfect. Yeah. I mean, other socials. I only I have really use my other now. socials. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's me. Perfect. Okay, good. Well, I'll put that in the episode description in case anyone wants to reach out to Katie. Cool. And thank you, Katie, for coming on and sharing your story. I oh, really my gosh. Of course. It. Yes, of course. I'm sure I can go into more detail, but we'd be here all day. So. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Loved it. It was perfect. So thank perfect. you. Yeah, thank you. Safe travels and keep me posted. Thank you. Yes, I will. Thank you thank for having you. me. <laughs> of course. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks. I appreciate your support more than you know. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so we can keep producing them. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at cancer survivor underscore nutrition coach and follow this podcast at cancer actually sucks podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. So excited to keep producing these and for you to keep listening to all of our stories. Thank you.